You have to read the introduction to Tanya. The Gemara says that the Ewisha did not give us a Shulchanarach. He gave us a Torah. Within the parameters of that Torah, there is a possibility in the Loshna of Chazal for Mem Tes Ponim Tome Mem Tes Ponim Torah. Every Halacha, you have 98 different interpretations. 49 are going to be leaning towards Tara, 49 are going to be leaning towards Tuma, because of the principle of Eilu Ve'el Divir Elikim Chaim. We have learned Samach Vav, you know that there's two levels. The lower level is called Elikim Chaim, the living Elikim, and the higher level is called the Hashem Ime Halacha Kamaisai. Torah was designed to be subject to multiple interpretations, they're all true. When the Tanoim argued, everybody took a position, right? The Tesman Kutta Teda, each one took a position based on his personality. But they had to prove their position for the Torah. And they had to defend their position. If you took a position based on your personality and your opponent was able to refute your proofs, your proof was eliminated. But if two Tanoim argued, or three Tanoim, or four Tanoim, or five Tanoim, and each one was able to push back on every proof that was brought against their position, we say all five positions are part of Torah. Halacha is only one way. And Allah has different rules. Allah is not determined by the same rules which Taylor's interpreted. Taylor's interpreted by one set of rules. And whenever you have a machlaik, it's a dispute that's not solved, that's not, um, that's not resolved through consensus, through unanimous vote, so to speak. So then there are different rules that determine Allah. And what's interesting about it, Rebbe explains this on the Rebbe Shalom and Samachvav, that when Allah changes, it means the will of Hashem changed. The Abishter wanted it until a certain point. The halacha should be such. So he arranged that people should learn Torah and interpret the Torah in multiple ways. And the majority should be in this way. At a different time, the Ebishter wanted the halacha should be different. So the Ebishter arranged that some people should interpret the Torah this way. Some people should interpret the Torah the other way. And the majority should be the other way. So the will of Hashem is carried out. Not because one is right and one is wrong. Intellectually, they're both absolutely correct. They're part of the 98 different drachim of interpreting the Torah. The Abishta's will is that halacha at every given moment in time should be in a particular way. And you can say the same thing. When you speak about the differences in halacha between Sfadim and Ashkenazim, there are many nafkeminis, practical halacha nafkeminis between Sfadim and Ashkenazim. So the pshat is the Abishta wants that in communities of Sfad there should be more machmed about kashris and, the, and vice versa. So the Abishta wants that in one part of the world, the halacha could be like this, they're all true. And the Abishta wants, just like sometimes the Abishta wants the halacha to be like Beis Hillel. And like it says in Kisvayi after Mashiach comes, the halacha is going to be like Beshameh. It's even true that in one time, the Abishta wants that in one place the halacha should be in one way. Or to use a different example, that in, in Ashkenazic lands, we will make a bracha on any mitzvah that they do, even if mitzvah says Shazman, Grama. And in Sfadisha countries, they considered a bracha of Atola. Women do not make a bracha in Lulu, they do not make a bracha in Sukkah, they do not make a bracha in Shefer, because their mitzvah sasesha is mangroma. This is another example where the Rambam and the Beshesim argue with the Rambam. And the Abishta wants, and here the Allah should be like this, and here the Allah should be like this. The Rebbe once spoke. An extreme example of this, 
By Sfardim, strictly speaking, there are a lot of married two women. By Sfardim, strictly speaking, there's halachas of Yibu. That means if a man dies childless, the man's brother can marry the wife of his deceased brother, his sister-in-law, which are mitzvah seder, I said. Ashkenazim don't do it because of Cheren de Rabbeinu Gershim. A Sfardish Yid asked the Rebbe if he could take a second wife. And the Rebbe said to him, I'm not telling you no, but I can't paskin for you. Because I'm an Ashkenazi, I don't ask a Sfardish The man was married to a woman, and she didn't bring him any children. She was, she was infertile, or whatever the case was. And he asked the Rebbe, marrying a second time, the Rebbe didn't say no. The Rebbe said, I can't tell it to you. This is an extreme example of what you see that the halach in two different places, and, two different, and the Rebbe gave an explanation of Pichasidis, that because in Ashkenaz the Golos has been much harder, the Rebbe held that the Golos of European Jews has been much, much more difficult than the Golos of Sephardic Jews, and therefore we need, we, the Yitzhara is strongest, we have to have more Chumris than Sephardic Jews need. So this is the will of Hashem. So there's two things here, there's interpretation, and there's halacha. Interpretation of Torah, if you're smart enough, there's many interpretations. There's 98, according to the Gemara. But halacha, you can only do one way, and the rules that determine whether something is true or false in Teda, and the rules that determine whether something is halachic or non-halachic in Teda, are very, very different rules. Now, having said that, the Altarebbe in the introduction of Tanya makes an argument. I, I'm, I'm very into this right now, because I'm writing an essay on it for my book, which is going to come out, I don't know when. The Altarebbe says in Tanya, that the Yiddish guy is divided into two parts. It's called Haniglis. Vov K Niglis is a Pasik. Hanistaras Lashama Lakenu. Vehan Niglis. Vov K Niglis. Lashama Lakenu. Lalano Venenu Adelu. So the Alta Rebbe says, it says in Svarim, it says in Chasidis, that Taira has two parts. There's the Yud K of Taira, which is called the secret of Taira, Hanistaras, and there's the Vov K of Taira. If you look in the beginning of chapter 44 in Tanya, the Alta Rebbe uses the expression Taira Achas or Mitzvah Achas Kulanu. The Niglish, all are the same. We have the same Shechon Aruch. We have the same Gemara, the same Rashi, the same Tesis, the same Rambam. We all have the same Tate and level of Nigla. We certainly have all have the same Mitzvah in the level of Nigla. Nishter, when it comes to the Nistaris, and what's Nistaris? You have to learn the Rebbe Sikh and Peritaal that begins at Nister means mind and heart. To use a cliche that's negated to my students who learn with me in Chesidus in the morning, Nistaris means personal Judaism. Nicholas means organized Judaism. Organized Judaism means the Torah and the mitzvahs, which you have to learn and do. The status means our personal relationship with Abishta, which means our chokhmah, which means our bittel, our bina, which means our understanding, and our emotion. That's how the Alter Rebbe explains it to Yerusha Tshuva Perik Dalet. And our feeling in the nimsh, in the mashal. This is called the status. The Alter Rebbe says, if when it comes to halacha, there is halalu matin, halalu eisim, if when it comes to a matter of law, there's so many different interpretations, and theoretically you can have 98 different interpretations. How much more so when it comes to personal Judaism? If when it comes to interpreting halacha, there's differences of opinion. In other words, the Torah was written in such a way that it can be interpreted in many ways, and that's how the Abishta designed it. And the Abishta further designed it that sometimes the majority should be in one way, and halacha should be kach. And in some time, the Allah should, the Majaj be another way, the Shabbikach, and Al-Darach say, in some places, Allah should be one way, and in other places. So the Rebbe says, if when it comes to Haniglis, there's still Halolo Eisim, Halolo Matirim, there's differences when it comes to Nestoros, how much more so. Which means, the Arizal used to say that there are 600,000 interpretations every word of the Torah. 
The Rebbe used to say it all the time. There are as many interpretations as there are individual Jews. I don't think that's halachic. I think that's personal. Halachic Judaism doesn't have 600 interpretations. It has 70 or 98. Shivim ponim memtes and memtes is tzadiches ponim. The idea that there are 600,000 different interpretations do with the neshama and the personality. And three people will read the same maimed and read three different things. If it's true in a gemara, if it's true in a halacha, it's certainly true in a maimechsidis, it's certainly true in a peirik tanya, I'm older than you and I've had more arguments than you in my life with other people over in Yonah Mechsidis. Of course, when I argue with people, I'm usually right and they're usually wrong because that's my opinion. But sometimes they'll show me that their interpretation is cons- it works, it's consistent, you can hold it through till the very, very end. And my disagreement with them is not so much that my, I can prove mine better than theirs or they can prove theirs better than mine. It's what they call in Mechsidis Achush, a feel. And you find this in Hasidus more than in Allah. Wait, it doesn't take away. Here's the point. The question that I was asked was, how could that be true? The answer is, that's what God gave us. God gave us a title, which is 302,000 letters and change. But in that title, he compacted his Chochmah. That was pretty smart. Including the diversity which is associated with his Chochmah. That different kinds of people are disposed to different kinds of things. We meet when it comes to halacha. That's it. When it comes to Musid, when it comes to Avoida, everybody's individual. Now, understand that the Alter Rebbe wrote this entire thesis that I just presented to make a point. And the point Alter Rebbe was making is that when you study a Sefer Musid, which is based on Sechel Anushiv, you read a book of ethics, which is not title, written by a person, Al-Tarebbe says it's very possible that Sefer and Musa is not going to talk to you because you have a different personality. So that Sefer and Musa written by plenty of Almighty is going to work for people who have his kind of personality. The only way you can learn a Sefer of Musa which will certainly have an appeal to every person is that that Sefer of Musa was written by the Eibishter. In other words, it's written by Ruch HaKodesh. Because it was written by Ruch HaKodesh then it encompasses all the different personalities of the Jewish people. And every person, if he tries and has help of a Rav and a Mashpia, can find Mekemeh Madrigosti, can find his place in the Torah. You wanted to say? Yeah, I was going to say, so you're saying that there's also different judges from Sif? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasidus is not like Yemote in one basic way. There's not nearly as many people who have devoted nearly as many hours to learning Hasidus as written. We've been learning Yemote for hundreds of years. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of yeshiva bachrim who sit and study Gemara with Mepharshim and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Sfarim written as commentaries. We're learning Mepharshim from the Rabbeim. The Rabbeim's words are the word of God. The, you know, how many Sfarim are there that interpret the words of the Rabbeim? People who are very intelligent, who are very dedicated to understanding Hasidus, have deep differences. Differences that are so deep that they cannot come to a place where they both agree because it goes to the level a feel. But there's not that much written because it's brand new. It's a new chokhmah. It's a new tater. Go ahead, Meli. I know, but he told that Ashkenaz Rav to give Sfadi Psokim. 
the Rabbanim who went to those lands were told to Paschal and to Beis Yasef, not like the Ramah. No, this is different. Chene Benegashim is different. No, it's different. It's different. This is a, it's a, it's a gzede. It's not a different opinion of Shulchan the, the Rav you're talking about, the Rav Chaim Noah, one of the greatest Goyim of the last generation, he was sent as an 18-year-old, he was a Goyim to Bukhara, to Pasch, and he wrote Svarim and Alocha. Huh? The Rebbe Rashab. He came from Eretz Yisrael. He came to the Rebbe Nishpah, and the Rebbe Rashab sent him on a shlichus as a young man. He was an Elo, he was a Moedah Nikakot. He wrote Svarim and Alocha for Svardim. According to the Rebbe Yasef, not according to the Rebbe. Is he the first place? The Rebbe had shluch. Meshach Rebbeinu had shluch. Should this false with translate the Of course, this false with translate the But if you translate the Tata falsely, you could show that it's false. So how does somebody know personally their like feeling or interpretation? Like First, be Rab Shimon or Rab Yehuda or Rab Akiva, and then have an opinion. No, 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 not all of them. Meaning, like they interpret this pasuk to mean this for them spiritually. To be able to interpret Tera, you have to know Kala Tera Kul. Whenever you live, in order to give an interpretation Tera is accurate, you have to know Kala Tera Kul as it's known in your times. Which means, it's not for me and you. We learn, we try to understand. But we don't attribute to our interpretations emes. You know, Rabbi Salavkovsky, I heard that the Rebbe said about him as a emes alam. You know, for Ferdinand like us, he's a god. In Allah, he's from the Mamish Mi'achi, Rabbi Heller told me. When I have a question and I can't find an answer, I go to Rabbi Yisrael. Rabbi Heller told this to me. Rabbi Yisrael is a very, very big God. And he's, he, he, his whole demeanor is like he's a regular guy, you know. He's like nothing special. Um, so he told me once about the Shah Shubh's Tehras Chesed. I forgot how he worded it. But he says, nefaran emes The Tehras Chesed is a safe of Shubh's of Allah. But when he writes halacha, he also has pilpul. You know, to come to a halacha, you have to go back to the Gemara and interpret it. What he was saying is, the Tehras Chesed is an original thinker. Some idea that Tehras Chesed writes, nobody thought of before him. And it's true. Those are two criteria. Most of us, anything you're going to think of, somebody thought of before, is probably written in a book. You probably read the book and forgot that you saw it. Original thoughts of Tehras, if they're true requires a very lucid mind, a very, very strong, dedicated, lucid mind. Um, and then you have to have bittle. Tehra, you gotta learn with respect for the sanctity of Tehra. If you learn Tehra and you start to think it's like any other Chochmah and you can master it and you become, this is, this is Klippa. And in the end, it takes away from the Emes. The Altarebbe wrote a Peter Shon Chumish at the age of 12, I think, or even younger, which included the Rashi and the Ramban and the Veneze. And then he had a dream. And he saw three men, and they told him, we're taking you to Adin Tere, that because of you, people are going to stop learning our Svarim. So he burnt his Peter Shon. What, what qualifies Mashpia to be able to
I, I am so incapable of answering that question for the tragic reason that I never had a mashpia. Rabbi Yael taught us chassidus. Rabbi Yael. And Rabbi Yael's mahalach was the mahalach of his mashpia. His mashpia was a was a prachet. The prachet was greinim. Greinim was makabel from talmidim of Rabbi Yael. If you want to know the Hishtalshos of Hillel Parashat and Tom Lib, the Shmuel Babar is severe. The Shmuel Babar was a very big maskal. He taught Chsidus to Grenim, Grenim taught Chsidus to Nobavich. So there was Rebchache. So you're talking about Hillel. Hillel was a half Rebbe. Um, I, for example, I, my father was on Gesund Stark. He's one of the most original minds of Chsidus that I know. He's incredibly original. When he speaks, he's so out of the box, and you so can't argue with him. My disagreement with my father is, because I believe that when you learn a maima, you're supposed to try and understand what the Rebbe is trying to say. My father always wants to personalize it. Okay, the maima says this, how do I see it? I'm, 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 I'm the opposite of him in that. And in his mind, how he looks at it is, is there's no heart. It's just cold intellect. So I'm sure my father's not the only person like that. My father's a very original thinker. I think in the olden days, there were a lot of chassidim like that. Chassidim who were not around other chassidim. Chassidim who didn't have a mesoyro. You know, they didn't learn in Lubavitch. They didn't have it in Yale. They learned chassidim in their own. And they're intelligent. And they worked hard. And they have their own mind. We'll come up with interpretations where you'll say, how does, how'd you get that? You know, how did you go from here to here? And it works for them. The, um, I believe that a mashpia teaches chassidus. I mean, I can tell you for myself. I mean, you learned by me. I try to tell you what the Maimah says. I try very hard to what the Maimah says. I try very hard not, in the sheet at least, to tell you uh, a, a leaning, a personal opinion. But there's different styles, right? The big hetter that mashpiyam use to step outside that parameter is avoidah. The Rebbe Rashab used to write that you're not allowed to say you open shot in Tanya at all. But if it helps you, Rebbe Hashem, you're allowed. And a lot of Mashpiyim, especially Mashpiyim whose center is more avoided than a scholar, who permit themselves to reinterpret or to interpret differently because of the avoided value that they feel that the Talmudim need to hear. And I, I assure you, I'm not going to judge them. I wouldn't do it. But it's not necessarily a mile. 